grateful for. And we have to have attitudes of gratitude and a heart of thanksgiving so that we can rightfully worship and praise the Lord. I want to just briefly go through four times where your praise is powerful, where we need to stop and get the focus off of ourselves, our trouble, what we're going through, and get it where it rightfully belongs, and that's on the Lord. Four times or seasons that we will go through where we need to thank the Lord. We need to worship him. We need to praise him. One of those times is before he ever answers the prayer, before he ever gives us what we're asking him for. We need to say thank you. I remember years ago, I was probably 11 or 12 years old. I had gone to, uh, it was summertime, I had gone to Franklin, Louisiana to spend time with my sweet, precious Aunt Trudy. And she got a, a revelation of something. And that revelation was, go ahead and thank God before he answers. And it reminds me of the little Canaanite woman and we're going to find that story over in Matthew 15 at verse 22. Matthew 15 and verse 22. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, Jesus, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. But he answered her, Not a word. Not a word. You ever feel like that? First of all, she's not of the household of Israel. She's a heathen, if you want to put it in common terms. But her daughter was in serious need. And she was vexed or troubled or tormented with a devil. Let me tell you, if there's one thing that's going to get you to Jesus, that's when your child is in need. Can I get an Amen. When your baby, when your child, I don't care if they're one year old or, or 20 or 25 or 50, when they're in trouble, man, you're going to get to Jesus fast. <coughs> and so she came to the Lord and she said, have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter, my child, my baby, my life, my heart, my soul is being tormented with the devil. And he answered her not a word. Mm. You ever feel like he's just silent to your prayers? That you've been crying out to him? Lord, you got to move, you got to move, you got to move, you got to move. Lord, we're desperate here. We're desperate. I'm desperate. I'm desperate, Lord. You got to help her. And he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. And there would be people around you. Your, your heart is broken. And you're crying out to the Lord. And people will come up, and they're going to they're gonna say, Oh, you need to get out of here. Why don't you just go on down the road? He's got no time for you. But it says, uh, But he answered and said, I am not sent, but into the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Here's the key. He ain't answered her. He hasn't, he hasn't given her his attention. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, 
help me. There's another version that says, and she fell on her knees before him. Sometimes we have to worship him before we get the answer. Sometimes it seems that he's indifferent to us and his eyes are not, his ears are not hearing our cries, but we still have to worship him. We got to get on our knees before him and say, but you're still Lord. You're still the one who holds all the keys. You're the one who has all the answers and I'm desperate for you, but I'm going to worship you. I'm going to worship you. And he answered and said, it is not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to the dog. Boy, here you are, you're desperate. You come to the one who has the solution, and you fall on your face before him to worship him, and he calls you a dog. And she came back with this and said, truth, Lord, but the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Sometimes we can feel so unworthy or maybe, uh, you know, we're identified by someone as, as those who uh, really shouldn't, we don't, we're not worthy of his presence. We're not worthy uh, to have our prayers answered. But we have to be determined like this little lady. We have to have in us a determination. I'm going to worship him. I don't care, you know, if he doesn't answer me. He can call me a dog, but I'm going to get what I need from him. And you know, God always loves faith. And she said, but Lord, even the dogs eat the crumbs from the master's table. If you give me one crumb, it's going to be enough for my daughter's deliverance. All I need from you, Lord, is just a crumb, just a nod in my direction, just a hand extended out to me, and it's enough. It's enough. I don't need the mountain moved. I don't need to see the valley raised. I just need a crumb from your table, and it's enough. <coughs> and so he said, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. So she worshiped him before he ever answered her. Y'all write this down. And make a determination, I'm going to worship him before I ever get the answer. I'm going to thank him for everything he's already done for me. I'm going to worship him till I get the answer. I'm going to thank him that he's already heard my cry and the answer's on his way. And then the second time that we need to really worship the Lord is in a time of loss. Now, some of us know what that feels like. My family and I, we've been through great losses. Some of you have walked through some great losses. Right now, this morning, Sister Jo is in a season of a great loss in her life. But let's look over here at Job. In Job chapter 19, verse 25, I believe, uh, and Job 1 and 21. Let's start with Job 1 and 21. Uh, we know the story of Job. Job was a man of great stature. The Bible tells us that the king's sons would come by to hear what Job had to say. He had the attention and the ear of the courts of the kingdom, of the princes and the kings, and that he was a very wealthy man. And he had, uh, I think, nine children. And the Bible says that old Satan, who is what? 
our accuser, went to the Lord and said, well, you know, you got a hand of protection around Job. Why don't you let me have a little time with him? And the Bible says you can do anything, but you cannot take his life. And man, did it hit him hard. In an instant, in a moment, his sheep, his flock, his fields were all destroyed. But Satan wasn't satisfied with that. You know, all our provision can be taken away. But we can still have faith. But then he comes and he takes Job's children. A tornado came and wiped them away. Or an earthquake. Y'all can correct me on this. But his children were gone in an instant. They were gone. But do you know what Job said? we got to learn how to bless the Lord in times of loss. He said, the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Say this with me. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm going to bless you, Lord, in spite of my loss. I'm going to bless you, Lord, because you are still my Lord. You're still my God. You have a way. You have not left me. You have not forsaken me. In my time of loss, I'm going to bless you. You know, it, and it's a normal thing to go through grief and loss and, and, uh, and all these human emotions. It is natural. It is normal. But I'll tell you something. As a child of God, you have a, a, a greater strength in you that will rise to that occasion and say, but I lift my hands. In my moment of loss, and I bless your holy name. You have given and you have taken away, but I bless your holy name. Worthy are you, Lord. You are worthy of my praise. And so he never lost his faith in the Lord. When everything was taken from him, let me say to this, this to you this morning, there may come times when you feel you've lost it all. You've lost your position. You've lost your wealth. You once had a position high in, according to the world's standards. But in a moment, that can be taken. You've lost people dear to you, close to you. But in a moment, that can be gone, but he's still here. He's still with you. He has not abandoned you. He has not forsaken you. He is the one who walked through fires with you and storms in the past. He is the one when you felt like you were in a prison like Joseph, he was there with you. He still has a plan. He still has a purpose for your life. I want you to say this with me. God is with me in my time of loss. He is holding me up. With his right hand of righteousness, he will not let me slip. Seems like the waves are around me. Oh, but he's a lifter up of my head in my time of loss. And then there, was, there is another time we have to give thanks and we have to bless the Lord. And this is one of my very favorite stories in the Bible. It's the woman with the alabaster box. See, this is a time... She remembered what Jesus had done for her. So we have the Canaanite woman who came to the Lord before he ever answered her prayer. This is a woman uh, 
who worshiped the Lord, she fell down. And there was Job who blessed the Lord in his moment of loss. But now here comes this little woman, and Jesus had picked her up. He had given her life a meaning and a purpose. He had uh, righteously saved her from destruction. When she was a castaway, when she was a nobody, when she was forsaken and scorned and looked down upon, here comes Jesus and he lifts her up. So she goes before the Lord with her alabaster box, her worship, and she broke that alabaster box. Listen, we need to worship the Lord in our moments of brokenness. Sometimes it feels like, Lord, I have nothing to give to you or to offer you of any value. Let me say to you today, your brokenness is a gift to the Lord when you offer it to him. The Bible says he is close to the brokenhearted. He's so close to us in those moments because he proves himself a, a, a loving father, one who holds us to himself. So in our moments of brokenness, let's pour it all out before the Lord. Like this little woman did, she came and she poured out of her own brokenness and offered it to the Lord. She remembered what he had done for her. So in our moments of brokenness, let's worship. Listen, you will never worship the Lord more intimately and more deeply than in your moments of brokenness. I look at my mother. I look at Sister Joe here today. And I'll tell you what, there's something so strong about these older saints that put us to shame. They know how to keep on going. They know where their confidence lies, not in their own selves, but in the strength and might and power of the Lord who walks with them, who walks in them. And they can lift their hands up and give God praise in their moments of brokenness, in their moments of life or of loss. He's there with them. Amen. So, um, and then, you know, I think about my mother and, uh, you know, like Job, she lost a lot, but she continued her worship. Um, in her brokenness, she continued to worship. I'll never forget the day my brother was taken from us. We, I had gone with mom to our little church. It was in the middle of the day. It was summertime. And she went to the house of God to pray. And she travailed before the Lord, and she made a statement, a commitment, a vow to the Lord. She says, and she said, Lord, everything I have is yours. Everything I have is yours. And, and she made that vow that she, nothing would take away her worship. And it wasn't no more than two hours. We got the news. My brother was gone, and he had been hit and killed by a drunk driver. And so she continued to worship. But you know, God had already laid the groundwork in that prayer time she had with the Lord. Listen, sometimes we got to go before the Lord. We don't know what's ahead, but God will prepare us. You know, but we have to be willing to worship him. 
We have to be willing to put it all in the hands of God and, and continue that. And so we have to worship him in our brokenness. And then the, the final one, the fourth one, is we have to worship the Lord after he has blessed us. And, and I want to take my text over from 2 Samuel 6. This is probably the greatest king that ever was, King David. He had such a heart for the Lord. He, he learned back on, in, the, in the fields, and uh, uh, while he was watching sheep, he learned how to worship the Lord. But now the Lord had exalted him to become king of Israel. And we know that uh, the, the uh, enemy had stolen the Ark of the Covenant. Well, David went back, and he got it back. And they're coming back through the city and David is so filled with joy, he remembered everything the Lord had done for him when he was just a little shepherd boy, when he faced Goliath. He remembered how in the name of the Lord God of Israel, God gave him the hand of the enemy. Listen, if you ever get discouraged, just remember what God has done for you in the past. And so he's coming through the city with the ark of God, the ark of the covenant, the promise, uh, uh, and, and what a powerful sight. I just want you to put yourself there. You know, here's the shepherd boy. Now he's the king of Israel, and he's so excited about what God is doing now. And he began to dance. <coughs> Let's read here, 2 Samuel 6, verse 14. And David danced before the Lord with all his might, and David was girded with a linen a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of a trumpet. Listen, there's a time to worship and there's a time to praise. And one thing I think the church needs today is we need to know how to praise. We have to remember how to praise the Lord. It's in the praise, in the dance, and the shout that joy begins to come. It's while we're in his presence and worship that he begins to strengthen us and clothe us with grace. But there's something mighty powerful about our praise. The Bible says, shout to the Lord with a voice of triumph. Seems like Satan has weakened our voice of triumph, our voice of praise. But here comes David in the city before everybody. And it says, he danced before the Lord with all his might. And so David and all the house of Israel brought up the Ark of the Covenant with shouting and with the sound of a trumpet. And as the Ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord and despised him in his heart. Listen, people are not going to want to hear your praise. It's going to unsettle some people. They don't understand why you've got joy when you ought to be sad. They don't understand how you can hold on, how you can lift up your voice, how you can clap your hands, how you can dance, how you can leap before the Lord. It's so foreign to so many Christians, but it ought to be a mainstay for us that we can worship the Lord in the dance and the shout with our hands, amen, with leaping. And so he he uh, worshiped the Lord with all his might. God loves to be praised. Listen, if you think we get a little too loud sometimes, you might not want to go to heaven. Because I can assure you in heaven, 
There's going to be a lot of shouting. There's going to be a lot of dancing. It is going to be joy unspeakable and full of glory. Amen. Hallelujah. We need to get in practice for what's coming there. The Bible tells us joy unspeakable and full of glory. When we begin to praise and shout to the Lord, the glory will come down. You know, worship can be corporate, but it's a very intimate thing, and we have to have it. But praise is a corporate thing. You know, when the people of God begin to get together and praise the Lord, glory comes down, and devils run away. Amen? And so uh, I'm going to close with one more thing. Most of you know who Bishop is. Um, Bishop was given a, a, a bad diagnosis years ago and was given a very limited time to live. In fact, they dwindled it down from a couple of months to a couple of weeks to a couple of days. But Bishop knows a secret that we all need to learn. When they gave him that final diagnosis, he went straight from the doctor to the house of the Lord, and he shut himself in, and he began to pray. I don't know how long he was there. I know he was there for hours. He may have even been there for a few days. But he began to praise, and he began to go before the Lord. His life, according to a doctor, was about to end. And he shut himself away. And when he came out of that, that house of God, that sanctuary, hours, maybe days later, he came out touched by the hand of God and strengthened by the hand of God, healed by the hand of God. And that's been probably 30 years ago, 25, 30 years ago, when he was given this diagnosis. Well, I got to go with mom one day. Um, uh, to to see them, to visit with them. And we stayed in their home and got to visit several days with them. Well, Saturday night, um, Bishop went to his room and his wife told us he was battling a severe headache. And, uh, and so he kind of shut himself away. We get up the next morning. We go to the house of God. We're singing, we're worshiping, we're praising. <clears throat> and when it came time for Bishop to take the podium, before he ever took the microphone, he went, he grabbed the oil, he opened it up, and he poured it out into his hands, and he covered his head with the oil. And then he did something that I will never forget for as long as I live. He began to dance. And he danced, and he danced, and he danced, and he danced, and he danced with all his strength, with all his might. He got before the Lord, and he danced that headache off. He danced that infirmity off. He danced before the Lord like David in the Bible did. And so as we close out today, I want to just say, get your dance on. Get your praise on cultivate a, a thanksgiving in your heart for all that God has done for you. Listen, you'll never tell it all what God has done for you. You can never tell it all. Amen. God has done so much for us, and it's time for us to praise the Lord. It's time, especially in this season and in every day of our life, that we stop and say, thank you, Lord, yes. 
for all you have done for me. Thank you, Lord, for healing me. <coughs> Thank you, Lord, for the breath that I have. Thank you, Lord, for the strength that you gave me to make it another day. I praise you, Lord, before you ever answer. I praise you, Lord, in my time of loss. I praise you, Lord, in my moment of brokenness. And I praise you, Lord, for everything you have done for me. So would you stand to your feet? And would you lift your hands up? And would you just say to the Lord, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for every blessing. I thank you, Lord, for every time you have been there for me. I thank you, Lord, for preserving my life. I thank you, Lord, for your divine protection over me. I thank you, Lord, in my moments of loss, you've been there. I thank you, Lord, in my moments of brokenness, oh, you've been there. I thank you, Lord, even before you hear my prayer, the answer's on its way. I thank you, Lord, with all my heart, with all my mind, with all my soul with all my spirit I give you the thanks today I praise you Lord hallelujah I praise you Lord you're good to me you're good to me you're good to me Lord you're so good to me I can't thank you enough Lord I thank you Lord you've got a good plan for my life I thank you Lord that whatever I need Lord you've provided for me I thank you, God. You know my end. You know my beginning. I thank you, Lord, because you know me by name. I thank you, Lord, you've got a purpose for me. I am not here by accident, but, Lord, you've got a plan for my life. You have a purpose for me to be here. I thank you, God. You are the strength of my life, and you are the hope that I need. Lord, you're everything that I need. And I thank you, Lord, for being there for me. Hallelujah. Can you give him a hand of praise? Can you give him a hand of praise this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <coughs> Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul and all that is within me. Let's say it again. I will bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. And all that is within me, I will bless the Lord. I will bless his holy name. I will bless the Lord today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you just say thank you to the Lord? Don't be like those nine who didn't say thank you to Jesus. Be that one who comes back and says, thank you, Lord. You healed me. You restored me. You redeemed my life from destruction. You crowned me with loving kindness. I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know what season you're in. Maybe you're waiting on an answer for the Lord, but bless him. Maybe it's a moment of brokenness praise him maybe it's a season of loss but give him thanks anyway and maybe you just need to stop and remember all that God has done for you and give him the praise that he's worthy of